You and I may feel the effects of the dead branch or the dead relationship or the dead job or the dead whatever. We may feel the effects of it, but have little power to take it away. The father says that he purges us. He cuts that off of us. He separates it from us. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. On this broadcast, we proclaim that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah! And He's coming back again. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled Revival Fire. This is part number four, and it's entitled The Divine Connection. You and I have a divine connection with the Father that only occurs through Jesus Christ. It's a connection of love, power, and great grace. And the Lord talks about it there in John the 15th chapter when Jesus says that the Father is the husbandman, I am the vine, and you are the branches. We are the branches, my friend. So we talk about their relationship today and a whole lot more. So this is part number one of that message, and we're going to go into a part two of that on next week. So make sure that you stick around. Now, don't forget, you can hear our podcast on Google Play and also on the Apple Market. Just search for us, Kingdom Rock Radio, or search for Pastor Mark Stroud. You'll find us right there. Now, don't forget, you can go to our website at any time at www.kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can find all of the links to the various places, YouTube, Vimeo, and so forth and so on. We've got a lot going on so that you can hear these resources and even watch the videos and be blessed. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled The Divine Connection. It's part number four of the series, Revival Fire. Well, let's look at the scripture this morning. We're going to go into a part four of the series entitled Revival Fire. Today, we want to speak from the subject of divine connection. You have a divine connection. You have a divine connection. So go with me now to the book of John, John 15 chapter, uh, verses one through eight. And this is how it reads out of the King James Version. It says, I am the true vine, the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. I am the true vine. And my father is the husbandman or gardener. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth, what? More fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear, what? Much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. Oh, such a very, very, very powerful scripture. The very last part of that says, Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear 
much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. I love the way uh, in another translation it says, so shall this prove, you're going to make your proof. I think in the um, Amplified Bible it says, you're going to make full proof, or this is the proof that you are my disciple because you have, because you are bearing much fruit. Bearing much fruit is a proof of your discipleship. And if you, if you notice here in verse number seven, how the Lord said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Again, prayer is a tool that you will use to bring the Father glory. But it's not just prayer, but it's also answered prayers. There's a transmission that goes back and forth. As you are pouring out to the Father in prayer, the Father is pouring the answer back to you. So there's a divine communication. Now, a few things I want us to observe just in this text. We see here that there are three layers. Before we really get into really deep into it, let's take it from the surface, surface level just for a few moments. The Lord talks about fruit. He talks about more fruit. And then he talks about what? Much fruit. Fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. This is a progression. It's a progression. When we're starting out with him, we develop fruit. And we'll tell you how this happens in just a moment. You say, well, I've got a few things going and some things are moving. You're being fruitful. You have fruit. Well, when that happens, there's, there is maybe, I'm sure, there's some rejoicing. But the rejoicing only comes when we develop what? Much fruit. The Father's glorified when we develop or produce much fruit, not when we produce fruit. Because let me tell you, those that are in the world system can produce fruit. Some sort of good work, some sort of activity that, that appears to be godly. Uh, the natural, you may be able to do that even with your natural um, strength, your natural intellect. So that's not glorifying to God when you, de when you uh, develop or produce fruit. It's only glorifying to God when you produce much fruit. Now, what takes us from fruit to uh, more fruit? What takes us from fruit to more fruit? Remember, there's a transition, there's growth, there's fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. Say it with me. There's fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. Again, there's what? Fruit. More fruit and much fruit. Again, what? Fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. Now, what takes us between fruit and more fruit? What causes us to produce more fruit? Well, the Bible says it plainly that when we produce fruit, the Father purges us. He begins to purge the branch. Now, he purges the branch that it may bring forth what? More fruit. Now, so when you are producing, you're in Christ and you're producing and uh, you're, and we'll talk about in a minute what type of fruit you are producing. But when you are producing for him, God says, good, we've got a good thing going now, you and I. We've got a good relationship going. Now, let me cut on you. Let me cut on you. Now, if we look at just a natural tree, you'll see that how the husbandman or the gardener takes very special care of the tree. And he knows, um, he knows the full yield of the tree. A full, the full yield or the maximum yield of a tree is called much fruit. Maximum yield. 
And so the gardener can look at a tree and look at its branches and see that, okay, you're producing fruit, but this is not the maximum yield. So it's the gardener's plan for you and I to produce the maximum yield or to our maximum capacity. So you're producing fruit. So he begins now to purge us, begins now to cleanse us. Now, what is he cutting away? What is he, he's purging or pruning us. What is he cutting away? Think about it in a natural tree. What happens? The pruning happens when there is a growth coming out of a branch. This thing is growing out of you and it's not yielding any fruit. It's a dead limb on you. It's something dead attached to you. Now, as the Lord said, we are the branches. There is no branch that prunes itself. There's no branch that uh, purges itself. It is the gardener that does that. The gardener of the, or the husbandman looks at it and decides this does not belong on you. You and I may feel the effects of the dead branch or the dead relationship or the dead job or the dead whatever. We may feel the effects of it, but have little power to take it away. The father says that he purges us. He cuts that off of us. He separates it from us. Why does he do that? So that we may produce more fruit. So you'll find that this actually will happen multiple times. Uh, how season after season, he may have to cut off something else and cut off something else and cut off something else. And with every cutting, with every pruning, the branch develops even more fruit until eventually it produces much fruit and then glorifies God. Are you hearing? So we'll go through seasons of purging, seasons of cleansing. And how are we purged? How are we cleansed? The Lord Jesus says it in the text. He said, now you are clean through the word that I have spoken unto you. His word, the word of God, are like those pruning shears. The word of God. As God tells you um, uh, the correct way, he, he gives you the correct path. He identifies what the problem is, and he releases his word, and his word will not return to him void. His word creates a shaking and a stirring on the inside of us. As a matter of fact, when that word gets down so deep in us, it will actually help us to eject, eject that thing that was faulty, that thing that was taking life from us. You know, we can start some programs we think are good, start plans that we think are good, but those things will just sap the money out of our hands, sap our energy and our time away. You know, we can get involved in some relationships that we, it was easy, some things are easy to get into, but hard to get out of. And so the Father says, let me help you. He will cleanse you and he will purge you. He will prune you. Why? So that you may produce ultimately what? much fruit to his glory because it is only when you produce much fruit to his glory will you have made full proof of your discipleship with Christ hallelujah all right so let's talk we've talked about surface things let's go a little bit deeper now let's go a little bit deeper and so again the Lord verse number one the Lord brings up the relationship now this is so awesome I want you to see this he says in verse one, this is a mouthful here. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. 
I'm the true vine. My father is the husband. Now, we also know further down in the verses, look at verse number two, every, every branch in me that um, beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. All right, let's stop there for a mo moment. I want you to see this relationship. See this relationship. The father is the gardener, and the gardener, or the husbandman in King James, the gardener is the one who planted the tree in the first place. And you'll always know the character of a gardener by what he has planted. Because it is his desire to plant, I will plant tunips over here, or I will plant, uh, you know, whatever, uh, tomatoes over there, I will plant roses over here, whatever. You can determine the character of a gardener by what he plants, because he has the end result of how he wants his garden to be. And so the father says, I will plant Christ. Jesus, the Bible says, the father is the gardener. He is the husbandman, and Christ is the vine, or he is the trunk of the tree, or he is the backbone of everything. I want you to see this. He is the backbone of everything. So he's, he's, he's talking about a relationship. Now, here's one thing that is divine. I want you to see this. Uh, fruit does not grow on the trunk of a tree. It does not grow. That's something that is unnatural. It doesn't occur. The Lord gives us something natural to illustrate a spiritual truth. He talks about producing fruit, vines, and all this, something that we can relate to, something that he himself created to bring us to a point that we can understand a deeper spiritual truth. The father is the, is, is the, is the uh, husbandman. He is the gardener. Jesus is the vine. He is the backbone of all things. And so he says, out of uh, the vine will come branches. And the branches produce the fruit, not the vine. In this way, the father has limited himself, we can say this. He's limited himself because the only way that he's going to produce fruit is through you and I. Because fruit does not grow out of the vine. It grows out of the branches. So this talks about a relationship, a divine connection, how you need the Father and the Father needs you. It's his desire to produce fruit in the earth. Now, what type of fruit uh, is expected off of this tree? Well, you know it's fruit by uh by the uh, description of the tree. If I look out and I see a farmer says, well, I want to plant an apple, apple, uh, apple tree there. What type of fruit does he expect to come up? He expects apples to be the fruit. If I, if he plants an orange seed there, he expects the fruit of oranges. Well, what type of tree is this? This is the Christ tree. This is the Christ tree. Jesus is the vine. This is the Christ tree. So what fruit does he uh, expect to grow from the branches? Christ. He expects Christ, the manifestation of Christ, the fruit of Christ to be released out of every single branch. You and I are the branches. Christ is the fruit. Now the Holy Spirit is the life force. The life force that comes through the tree, through the tree, out through its branches, producing life, produce, producing Christ, Christ out of the branches. That makes sense to you? Now, again, let me show you something. Jesus is the vine. Say with me, Jesus is the vine. He is the backbone. He is the core of all life. 
of all life. On him and through him and by him, all of us branches grow. Are you hearing? Now let's look at something. Let's look at John, John first chapter, John 1. Verses 1 through 4. Let's, let's look at this out of the uh, NIV. Let me just show you some things here, and then we'll go a little bit further. John 1, verses 1 through 4. Say with me, Jesus is divine. You're speaking a spiritual truth. And I'm going to show you just how old that truth really is. The Lord says here in John 1, verses 1 through 4, he says this, In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, say through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made. Rather, without him, let me say it again. Yeah, without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Jesus is the vine. In the beginning was only God. There was God. There was nothing but God. No planets, no stars, no space, no earth, none of that. There was none of that in the very beginning. There was only God. He was self-sufficient in himself. He did not create all of us because he was depressed. He was self-sufficient in himself. He is love, but love always wants to share, always wants to give. So he created an object of his love, someone to share himself with, share his love with, share himself with. So he created us. We were in his mind. And then I believe that he created all of the other things, and you'll see this in scripture, he created all of the other things that we can see so that you and I could enjoy. Hallelujah. I want to show you this in the word of God. So nothing was made apart from Christ. Nothing was made apart from the word. It goes on down in 1 John, rather than John, 1st chapter, and you will finally see that Jesus is the word of God that was made flesh. So the Father created all things out of Christ. Everything came out of Christ. Let me show you something else. Let's go to Colossians, the first chapter. Colossians 1. Are y'all getting this? Colossians 1, the first chapter. Let's look at verse 15 through 20, and we'll look at this again out of the um, uh, New International Version, the NIV. So Colossians 1, verse 15 says this. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. The firstborn over all creation. Firstborn. In other words, grab a hold of this. In the beginning, there was God and only God. Then the Father spoke and the Word stepped out. And it is through that single word, Jesus, that everything else was created. Are you hearing? He is the beginning, He's the first one, the firstborn to step out of Father God. Isn't that powerful? Look at verse 16. It says, for in him all things were created. Yes, 
things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. This is why we have no business being afraid of any devils or demons. All authorities came out of him. Now, they perverted those authorities. But because of Christ, because we have a power and authority with Christ, he has, and we'll see that how God has reconciled everything, brought things back into proper order through the blood of Christ. And we simply proclaim that and things begin to come in order. And so it says here, all things have been created through him and for him. Verse 17, he is before all things and in, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Now the word reconcile, remember he said through him, through Christ, God would reconcile all things. The word reconcile simply means to bring back to a former state. There was a time when everything was in order, perfect order. Perfect order. Perfect order and perfect unity with the Father. And then, of course, the archangel Lucifer um, began a rebellion, and then a third of the angels uh, fell, and things began to get out of order. And then, of course, man fell there in the garden. Things began to get out of order, and they stayed out of order for a little bit. But then Jesus came. In the fullness of time, the word that stepped, look, the word that stepped out of God and everything was made through this word and by this word. And in the fullness of time, that word stepped into human flesh and began to walk among mankind. He began to walk among mankind and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. And then that word tells us that word, that word was crucified. His blood was shed upon the cross, making everything now reconciled to God. And then that word tells us here in John 15, he says, I am divine and you are divinely connected to me. Isn't that something? We can declare the reconciliation of the Father through his blood. We can command things, come back in order now. We can declare the order that God has reestablished through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's, let's look at one more. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 8, uh, verse number 6. 1 Corinthians 8, verse number 6. This time I want to look at this out of the New Living Translation. It says, but for us, there is one God the Father by whom all things were created and for whom we live. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things were what? Created and through whom we live. So again, 
The father is just echoing out all of this. And this is, this is the um, divine truth that Jesus is speaking about here in verse number one, going back to John, the first chapter. He's speaking that, he said, I am the true vine. I am the, the trunk of the tree. And if you see this, it is the father that is the, that is the husband and is the father that is the gardener that once he has planted this Christ tree, he looks over the tree and there you and I begin to grow out of Christ as we're in relationship with him. Now the father says in verse number two, Jesus said in verse number two, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he takes away. He takes away. Now, it is almost impossible for that to take place. Almost impossible. Because this person has to be rebellious in order for that to take place. Now, if there was such a person, and of course there is, a person that refuses to receive the character and nature of Christ in their lives, you won't produce fruit. In order to produce fruit, the seed of the word, that is Christ, must go deeply into you and you into him, producing fruit. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, this is how you're going to develop fruit. He said, you'll ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. This is the fruit making process. When you allow God to go deep into you and you go deep into him. Now he talks about abiding. He talks about abiding. Now abide. Let's matter of fact, let's look at this in verse number four. He said, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except uh, except ye abide in me. So again, that abiding process is how we're going to produce more fruit, much fruit. To abide means to continue, but it means uh, uh, to to cult. It talk about talks about cult uh, uh, cultivating an intimate relationship with Him. Now, abiding also means to dwell. You agreed to dwell with him. Now, I give this example to some of you already. If you, if someone comes to your house, and it's just, uh, this person's a stranger, they knock on your door, and uh, if you let them inside, I doubt if you're going to let them back into the private places of your home. I doubt if you're going to show them, hey, hey, stranger, come on over here. Let me show you where I keep my money, right on this brand, right on this mattress here. Let me show you that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me show you my safe here in the wall. Let me show you this. Yeah, yeah. Let me show you all of my intimate, all of my intimate places. I doubt if you're going to do that. You don't know them. So when they come in, you're probably just going to invite them. If you do invite them in, you're probably just going to invite them in to a safe place. Maybe like your living room or your seating or your sitting room. You may take them into your kitchen, but you won't take them all over your house. It's only so deep you will allow them to come into your home. By the same token, how deep are you allowing Christ into your life? How deep are you allowing Christ to come into your life? Let me show you this. Maybe, maybe, we, can get, maybe we can get here today. Let's go, to, um, let's go to Mark, the fourth chapter, because this talks about that fruit-making process, and we're beginning to close out. Mark, the fourth chapter, Jesus talks about the four conditions of the heart here in Mark, the fourth chapter. 
And uh, we're going to look at this out of the uh, Message Bible this time. I love the way it reads. Mark, the fourth chapter, verses 18 through 20. Let's look at this. He says, the seed cast in the weeds represents the one who hears the rather hears the uh, kingdom news, but are overwhelmed with worries about all things uh, they have to do and all the things they want to get. The stress strangles what they what they heard and nothing comes of it. Verse 20, but the seed planted in the good earth represents those who hear the word, embrace it, and produce a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. Now, the Lord talks about four conditions of the earth, or four conditions of the hearers. The first one we didn't get to there is how the seed is cast along the wayside. Casual hearer. There are some people that will go into the house of God today and maybe even here today with us here. will hear the word and then dismiss it. The Bible says to them, the enemy comes and he will snatch that word away, snatch it away. They are casual hearers. You ever talk to somebody and they're talking, you see their lips moving, but you're really not hearing? Have you ever, ever been talking talking to someone Amen. and you hear the sound that's coming out of your mouth, Amen. but you know they're really not listening? Amen. These are those, these are opportunities when you cast your seed on the wayside. You say, I don't know why I'm talking to you. You're not listening to me. Mm. What? You say, You're not listening to this word. Why are you here? You know what I'm saying? There are people who are like that. And Satan comes and snatches that word away. Just right away. And it was as if they had never been exposed to it. And then there are others who, when the word of God comes, the ground is not cultivated. And they have a stony, stony, stony ground in their heart. And they may receive the word with pure joy. Hallelujah! King James says, Anon, they receive the word with joy. Woohoo! But because the word did not penetrate deeply in their heart. When trials of life come, that is when the sun rises, it just burns up the burns up the uh, the weed, or rather burns up the fruit that was sown, or, or burns up the plant, and it becomes unfruitful. Because it didn't, we didn't allow it, we didn't allow it to penetrate deeply into us we weren't a casual here but we didn't allow the word to penetrate us our hearts either then there were some who the word did penetrate deeply it did go in hallelujah they did hear the word and it did penetrate deeply enough to produce it did but they go out and the cares of this world stress of things that are going on worries about money and trying to get stuff and all the cares of life we think about all of that more than we do his word we put more faith in what we see than what we don't see and it strangles that word that would have produced much fruit strangles that word and so again that branch becomes unfruitful then there's that person 
who hears a word and allows that word to go deep. Who has cares as well, but does not allow the cares to overwhelm them. Who walks not by what they see, but walks by faith. Lord, you got this. I'm not going to allow myself to get worried about that. You got that, Jesus. You got that. You will supply all my needs, or you have supplied all my needs according to your rich and glory by Christ Jesus. You got that. Oh, Lord, all those bad things happening on the news. Lord, thank you that you have me and my family covered. Thank you, Lord, that no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. Not going to worry about that, Lord. I'm going to continue to seek your face. I'm going to continue to cultivate the word that you have on the inside of me. Holy Spirit, I receive this word. I receive this word to my core. I hear what you are saying and I will meditate in your word. I will meditate in your word and I will produce a fruit of this thing that you planted on the inside of me. I will not allow the enemy. I will not allow circumstances or situations to rob me of this thing that you have given unto me. I will focus my attention on you and produce the fruit that will glorify your name. Hallelujah. This is someone that has to be active. The word must go deep into you. This is how you're going to produce much fruit. So if we go back now and we close here into John, John 15, Jesus says here, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Now hear this closing thought. As a father, would you say that God is an excellent gardener, superior gardener in every way? Would you say he knows the growth pattern of this tree? And would you say he knows when a branch should be developing fruit? He knows the timing. He knows the maturity of the branch, of every branch. He knows when we should be putting forth, but we're just not. He said, okay, by now, I should see some fruit on this. But see his loving kindness and compassion because you'll hear this again echoed in another chapter where the, the owner of a property comes to a tree and uh, he tells the gardener, why is this tree cumbering my ground? I, lo, these years I've come and it has not produced any fruit. Cut it down. But what, is the, what does the gardener say? What does love say? Leave it alone this year too. Let me dig around it and dung it. It should be, the owner said, it should be producing. But the father is merciful and is patient. He says, let me do some things to help stir its growth. And I want to talk about that too. Let me do some things to help stir its fruit production. Because that's the father's heart. He planted this Christ tree and you are the branches that are growing out. And God wants to see the manifestation of Christ in your life. Not just on a Sunday morning. That's not what he's saying. But every day of your life, you are manifesting the character and nature of Christ. Every single day of your life, you're walking in the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is Christ. You're walking in his character and nature. You're performing signs and wonders, and you're walking in your gifts and your calling. And when people see you, they see Christ. I don't have to wonder what kind of tree that is over there when I see apples on it. I don't have to wonder what kind of tree it is I, from what it's doing. 
I, I know it's an apple tree. I don't need a college degree or become a scientist. I see what it is because of what it's doing. By the same token, you and I are to produce Christ daily. And the only way that happens is that we agree to abide in him and allow him to go into us. If you do that, you will produce fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. Your life, your life is meant to produce Christ. And ultimately, as all this wraps up, as the, as the Lord Jesus comes to rapture his church and, and this whole system is dealt away with and we're going with him throughout eternity, we will rule the kingdom with him. How is that possible? We are, number one, the body of Christ. And we'll rule as Christ. I didn't say you will be Jesus. But I say that you will be developing much fruit. The fruit of Christ will be seen on you. Seen on you and in you. But before that happens there, it's going to happen here. When people look at you, they will see Christ revealed. They will see Christ revealed. I'm telling you, this is good news. Christ revealed. So what is the Holy Spirit doing in this hour? He is developing fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. But how is that going to happen? You've got to allow the word of God to get into you. You've got to spend time with his word, spend time in his presence. And I want you this week, I want to challenge you this week to spend some time with the Lord and meditate on your new relationship. Meditate on the father as the gardener. And Jesus as the vine, or rather, yeah, Jesus as the vine, and you are the branch. The branch doesn't have to beg for life from the vine. You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to beg for nutrients. You don't have to, you just have to open up and receive it. You don't have to whine for the power that flows through the vine through this eternal power source. All you have to do is receive it. Just receive it. Just receive it. Meditate on receiving from the vine. Meditate on this picture that Jesus has given unto us. See yourself receiving from the vine. Receiving from the vine and also you going into the vine. Becoming one. Because the branch and the tree are one. You don't see a uh, if, if we just saw a tree over there with no limbs on it, you wouldn't know what kind of tree it was. You'd just say, that's just, okay, that's a, yeah, that's a stick growing out of the ground. You wouldn't know what it was. So, in essence, once again, Christ has definition in the earth because of the branches and what's growing on the branches. Now, God has done this, not us. He has set it up this way, not us. And the Father's glorified when someone looks at that tree and they see Christ growing on it, they know that person is really a child of God because I see the fruit of Christ in their life. Other than that, if you look at just a natural tree in the, out there somewhere, you don't see any fruit on it, you don't know what kind of tree it is. So how can, it, how can the farmer or the gardener be glorified by having a great orchard when there are no, there's no fruit growing? But the Father is glorified when you produce Christ. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this day. We thank you for the word that's been given unto us. Father, we pray that we would not be casual hearers, but Father, we pray that we would allow that word to go deep into us. 
deep into us and that we would go deep into that word and that that word would produce much fruit in our lives to the glory of God the Father. Holy Spirit, we do welcome you in. We say, come in. We say, come in, Lord. We're not looking for some type of casual relationship. We're not looking for that. Lord, we want you to come on in. Come on into the deep places of our heart and to the deep places of our lives. We say, come in, come in, come in. Come into every part of our home. Come into every part of our relationships. Come into our finances. Come into every part. Lord, let there be no locked door uh, in our lives. Father, no locked doors in our spirit, man, in our soul. Lord, as a matter of fact, Father, we take all the doors off the hinges and we say, come in, Lord Jesus. We say, come in, come in. Come in, let the walls be torn down and let your full presence flow into us and through us in the name of Jesus. We say, have your way in us completely. We agree to go deep. We agree to go deep into you. We agree to go deep into your presence. We agree to go deep into your presence. Have your way in us. Have your way in us. We receive a fresh fire from you. We receive the fresh fire from you. We receive and we say, yes, Holy Spirit. We say, yes Holy Spirit we say yes do the thing that you've desired to do do the thing that you've desired to do we say yes we say yes we say yes we say yes we submit to your plans we submit to your purposes we submit to the life that flows from the tree we submit to the life that flows through Christ that is the vine father we submit to your purging we submit to your pruning Lord everything that is death to us Lord we ask that it be cut off and cut away in the name of Jesus Everything in us that is not producing Christ, let it be cut off and cut away. Every thought in our mind, let it be cut off and cut away. Every plan, let it be cut off and cut away. Everything that is everything that is producing death in us, everything that is subtracting from us. Father, we say yes, have your way. We agree. We agree. We agree, Father, you are the husbandman. We agree, Jesus, you are the vine. We agree. We are the branches. We agree. And we agree to produce much fruit that you may be glorified in the earth. We give you praise today, Lord God. Now have your way in us and through us. Father, I submit this word now. I submit this word to the nations. I submit this word to the nations from right here in this pulpit. God, I look back not. I don't look back. I release it to you completely. And, Lord, we ask that you would just take this word. Lord, that it may go forth, Lord God, even as a seed into the hearts of your people. That it may produce a rich revelation of Christ. And ultimately, much fruit that you may be glorified in Jesus' name. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. And there you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.